Isn't it a wonderful thing to have your family around for a lunch outing or a backyard barbecue night? Just roasting up the meat and some bottles of intoxication to get you straight through the stress and exhaustion of the entire day or even the week. It's a treat to have your own people sitting at the same table and hogging the same brownie even generations apart, sharing life experiences of how they never knew what a brownie was once upon a time, and then people at the same table saying that the freaking brownie couldn't be any more normal than ever. Well, I never had the opportunity to dine in with my granny or grandpa. If only I wish I was an Indonesian from Sulawesi village. Mm, what difference would that make? How is it even relevant here? Well, duh. Had I been born in the Sulawesi village, I could have had a reunion with my long-dead grandparents and probably would have had the opportunity to dine in with them over a scrumptious feast. What? Confused? Well, I am here to untangle the confused strings of your grey nerves. Or cells, are they? I mean, okay. And bewitch you with this bizarre tale of a very unusual ritual in another very interesting episode of Travelling Tushy, where your host, Sony with an I, brings to you some of the most exciting, interesting, weird and few disturbing facts or stories you probably never heard or even thought of before from all over the world. While you guys rest your ears, I am going to dine in with my dead granny and be right back. Feast with granny has to be a meal that would last 10 years in your digestive system. And yes, for all those wondering, my granny died years back. So far back that I don't even remember which year. What am I saying? Am I fine? Can someone bring a thermometer? I am fine, guys! Why don't I bring the whole cast to my show, eh? I know! Okay, no, we're diverting. The Indonesians wouldn't divert though. Because the Toraja community of Indonesia celebrates the most unusual and a little creepy traditional ritual called Manene in their village of Sulawesi Rindigalo, where they resurrect the dead or... Rather, let's just say dig up because resurrect just adds a completely different angle to it. Every three years, they dig up their dead to celebrate and have a feast. What do they do with them after they have dug them out? Wash them? Dress them up? Well, maybe. We'll be back with the rest of it on Travelling Tushy, so stay tuned.
Welcome back from the other side, guys. How you doing? I think I'm getting better and better at this every single day. Don't you think so? Okay, on this side of our break, we were talking about how the people of the Toraja community from Sulawesi village in Indonesia never forgets their ancestors, even if they are dead. We were definitely quite awed at the fact that they dig up their dead every three years and have a feast with them like old times. I know you guys might not want me to dig any deeper into this, but trust me when I do. On the other side of the show, you wouldn't regret it. As we have already spoken of the Toraja community digging up their dead every three years to commemorate their gone ancestors and perhaps make their corpse believe that we did not forget you. Aren't you curious already to know what else they do after digging them up? And what are the traditions are to be followed during this ritual? Well, they dress them up. You know, put on clothes, jewelry, watches, shoes, even socks. Sometimes even a nice little baseball hat. They light cigarettes for them. And please don't ask me if the corpses actually end up smoking them. Because that would totally make me my pants. And I'm not even wearing my diaper right now. Which obviously I never wear. It was just a joke. Anyway. Well. In short... They are dug up, washed, cleaned, and dressed up like they are going out on a cute little date. Their respective families even make them sit at their dinner table and have a feast. They take selfies and interact with them as if they are not dead at all. Oh, well, I think that's cute. In a very disturbing way, maybe. Basically, for the Toraja community, death is probably the most important phase of life over anything else and they often go on huge deaths trying to arrange for a grand funeral for their loved ones. Their coffins are also reshaped, redesigned, sometimes colored and special care is taken so that the bodies do not decompose quickly. I wonder how it would have been had I been there. No, I mean, just imagine. I am probably helping someone dress up their loved one and God forbid the hand comes off. I don't even want to imagine that. The stares that I would be getting after that and I'm like, Oh, I, 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 I'm so sorry. The decomposed hand came off due to the weight of the silk sleeves. But hey, if I ever get a chance to visit the remote village of Sulawesi, I would definitely like to experience this without hurting their sentiments, obviously. Sometimes, you know, we do not understand that what might be important to others might not be for you at all. But it doesn't make them any different or weirder than you already are. A very interesting fact is that the Torajans are a largely Protestant Christian community living in a country where the majority of the population are Muslim. These mummified corpses were preserved with sour vinegar and tea leaves, but advancement of technology reaches even the most remote corners of the world, and now they inject formaldehyde solution into the corpses. But the annual tradition remains entrenched in their culture down the centuries. For Tarajans, the death of the body isn't seen as an abrupt event and attempts are made to keep them part of the family. 
according to their ancient belief system, the spirit of a dead person must return to his village of origin. Death is probably the hardest thing for anyone to accept, especially when it is someone very near to you, but for the Torajans, it is just a simple hiccup. Like how they would say, they're not dead, but just a little sick. you guys didn't well up towards the end i know sometimes i hit the wrong course of a person but hey you gotta play those bar cards sometimes or the other because you know you cannot just make do with the open cards and ignore the difficult ones completely i know there are loads of guitarists out there and if none of them are listening to me right now well then my bad because then you wouldn't get that joke and, and now i just killed the whole point of it being a joke trying to explain the joke I, I should just you know let's just stop saying joke what am I even trying to say wait what 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 anyway this is a wrap for me today homies but I am gonna be back next week again at the same time with the bone chilling story of yet another mummy that occasionally blinks their eyes what is it with me and mummies I mean as Alexis would say, Ew, David! Except I'm not David. So, yeah. But until next time, don't take anything for granted because you know you're gonna die one day. So make every day count and spread love, not virus. Adios, amigos! Traveling to She is produced with the cooperation of the student staff of WCUG Radio and the CSU Department of Communication. Thank you to Department Chair Dr. Donna Gibson and WCUG Faculty Advisor Dr. Bruce Getz. Engineer for this episode was Shoei Kawa. You can listen to our show and more online by searching for our call letters WCUG. You've been listening to Traveling Tushi and this is your host Sony with an I. Signing off.